Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, what are we talking about today? We are doing our catch-up on our Doctor Who recap. So I feel like we started off doing pretty good for the first few episodes, trying to do them weekly, but then we stopped recording podcasts they were doing the most the three most recent episodes and those are fugitive of the jadoon praxius and can you hear me that's right and we didn't stop recording podcasts we just haven't had time to do one that's a very different those are different connotation things right yes yeah we didn't like say okay we're done stop doing (laughs) podcasts then like we just decided to restart no we just haven't had time to do them but now we do Right? Yes. Yay. Yes, 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 yes. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, so shall we just take them in order, I guess? That would make the most sense, wouldn't it, indeed? We yes. missed three, and now here we're doing three. Let's start with Fugitive of the Jadoon. A very, very crazy, shocking episode. This was just a crazy episode, especially looking back on it now. Uh, and it seemed like just a normal episode, right? Yeah, it started off... Well, I think we were late to it, so we had, we had already heard that it was pretty shocking, and some people were saying that it messed with our understanding of Doctor Who time travel, so it was very interesting to see what that was. Yeah, I had a spoiler myself. We were late watching this. Uh, I wish I hadn't had the spoiler, but it didn't, didn't ruin too much. So yeah, so this episode seems like a kind of a normal, cool episode, right? Uh and then, then shocking things start to happen. You know, just your average humanoid rhinoceri. Rhinoceros. That's right. So June are looking for somebody. And... But apparently they're not authorized to work in this sector? Because the moon? Do you think that's because of the events of Smith and Jones? I don't know. That That's a very good question. If you don't know, that's the last time. Well, that's... Not the lot. That's the first time that Jadun appeared in Doctor Who. Yeah. And they were looking for uh, a fugitive then as well. A plasmavore, I believe. All right, so tell me about the episode. Uh, I, I, really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the episode. I, I felt interesting. So we just go straight to the shocking things about it? Yeah, I feel like, I feel <laughs> okay, like, like it's going to be very hard. We're presuming y'all have seen the episode by now. So like, it's let's just talk about the the two, three big things, two big things. Two big things, I would say. Okay, two big things. Okay, first of all, there's another doctor. <laughs> yes. What's up with that? Yes, there's a whole lot of theories. Did you watch a video or something on the Cartmel master plan i have not no why don't you tell people briefly about that apparently apparently, i'm not really sure about it either okay but apparently it has something to do with like the doctor being like a greater figure in history and i think at the end we're gonna find out that the doctor is this timeless child that the master referred to in spyfall right timeless child seems to be like the overarching season arc right like what is this timeless child um, and this kind of goes in this way. I forget the machine that's it's called, but there's like there's there can be different time lords, like with their regeneration cycle. But then like there can also be like there's gonna be like some cloning done, or there's like a new time lord. 
So what but is it's the same thing? time? I'm not sure. <laughs> I am really. I mean, not it's a sure. theory somebody's put forth, right? Yes, uh, Car- I believe Cartmel was one of the old Who writers, and this is a story. They tried to, less of a story and less of a plan, and more of a concept that they tried to put into Old Who, but then Old Who was canceled. So, okay. So, what does that have to do with this? Well, I think that maybe it could go into there being a more like that this other version of the Doctor is still the Doctor, but not like our Doctor. Just like the same being, but from one of those cloning things. So the big, so the story of this thing is they're after this guy, right? Or it's not after the guy. They thought he was the guy. They thought they were after the guy. No, they were after, they were after the Doctor. But we thought they were after the guy, though. Yes. The show is done to make us think that the Jadoon are going after this boyfriend or husband. Yes. Right? But it's not. He dies. Right? Yes, he does. And then we find out that it's the wife who actually is a doctor and was hired by whom? I mean, who was the Jadoon hired by? Hired by Time Lords. That's crazy! Or, not Time Lords. Sorry, we did some research. Hired by Gallifrans. I apologize. This is a surprise being Doctor Who fans. This is the first episode that made us do research and finding out that Time Lords and Gallifrans weren't the same thing. But Well, they are sometimes the same thing. They are sometimes the same. <laughs> not all Time Lords are Gallifrans, and not all Gallifrans are Time Lords. That's right. But all Gallifrans are Gallifrans. That's true. Yeah. All Gallifreyans are from Gallifrey. Yeah. So, and also, only Time Lords can join the Gallifreyan High Council. So this is a crazy episode. So we get a new Doctor. We get two Doctors together at the same time. They're very different personalities, though, right? Yes. Um, of course, our Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, is... I know she seems very rule follower, and now she doesn't kill people. That's definitely a characteristic, and... yeah. And this version of the Doctor tricks our villain into killing themselves. Yeah, basically. With a gun. With a gun, yeah. No less. used a gun. And uh, it's a really great interaction between um, the new Doctor and our Doctor. Or the new Doctor, is there, is there a word to describe how stupid you are? And our Doctor says, the Doctor. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Ouch. Shade. Throwing shade. Right. So this whole, basically the last 20 minutes of the episode involves like numerous just jaw-dropping moments. There's a TARDIS buried in a yard. And they use the um, the chameleon circuit from Family of Blood and Human Nature. Remember, remind me of that? It's the thing that David Tennant uses, the 10th Doctor. He uses to turn himself human to hide from the family of blood. And so he forgets what he is. Yes. Just and like also this the master doctor. uses it to hide in Utopia. And this doctor uses it to hide. She does it on herself, right? To hide to protect herself. Yes. Uh, all right. So that's crazy, right? Yes. And then what was the other big reveal? Big reveal. So Captain Jack returning. Yeah. That's right. Captain Jack. Captain Jack Harkness. Awesome. I was so excited when I first saw him. We love Captain Jack Harkness. Yeah, we're big fans. Uh, John Barrowman, great actor. Uh, so excited to see him back. Now, we did, we got a little nervous towards the end because they were kind of pushing his, um, 
basically his personality they ramped it up to like a 12 which is, you know it's generally pretty ramped up anyways but i felt like they came close to overdoing it to me it's like i feel like some of that yeah like like a whole old captain jack was done it's like the writers would write for a character and then john barrowman would make it captain jack so then they're writing for captain jack and John Barron was making Ultra Jack. <laughs> well, I, Ultra Jack. I don't know about all that the that part of the analysis, but yeah, I agree. It just got a little. Too, it came close to getting a little too cute. Might have gotten a little too cute. Yes, but only barely. And it was so great to see him back. And I'm, I'm, you know, pre- presuming he's going to return later, and it's going to be awesome. Yes, I do have a theory that I don't think I'll mention now. Then <laughs> why would you bring Captain it up? <laughs> no, why I would bring it up? Got a great idea, but it's not for y'all. <laughs> Seems like more of a Shelbyville idea. <laughs> That's right. So a good, really good episode. A really good episode. Uh, it had tension. It you know it had all these things. The reveal we're talking about now are like kind of what you come away with. Also, so why are they? I don't remember why. Why did this Gallifreyan hire Jadoon to kill the Doctor? Um. Oh, it's hard to remember now. I don't remember. My either. phone's like about to die, so that I don't have references open right now. So I'm just running through my memory. Um, they had something to do. She left. She betrayed them. And I think a theory a lot of people have is that this version, different version of the Doctor, was a clone made by the Time Lords in order to help them with Time Lord things. <laughs> <laughs> So like, but this doctor being the doctor betrayed them. So now they're after the new doctor. All right. And maybe that also does why the master is the, are the new version of the master we got in series 12 is also a clone. And that's why he was so mad. And he destroyed Gallifrey for the second time that Gallifrey has been destroyed. Okay. So bunch of stuff going on. And we just have to wait and see what happens with it, I guess, right? Yeah, I feel like they forget about it very quickly in the beginning of Praxius. Yeah, and speaking of, let's let's go to the let's go to that uh, episode because that was also to me another strong episode. Oh, I disagree. Oh yeah. Yes, I would say the beginning was strong, but I feel like when I started nitpicking it, I feel like there's too many things to nitpick. So let's talk about the beginning because that that I thought it was really great. Also, like it felt very surprising. Well, the beginning was and good. really strong. Um, I don't think we noticed this while watching, but a lot of people were complaining that the the vlogger lady she forgets about her best. It's really unclear the relationship with the other girl was. Like I'm, I'm gonna say best friend, her best friend very quickly. She's not devastated at all for someone who just saw her best friend explode right in front of her. Yeah, that's that's that that's a good note. And also like I feel like there's a line where it says like do you work out to Ryan? It's like that's totally not the reaction you would do after your best friend just exploded right in front of you. Yeah. It I just mm, Well, she didn't explode right in front of her. Yes, you know, she didn't she see did. it. She did see it. No, she, I thought she just woke up and she wasn't there. Yeah, and then they went to a hospital and saw her friend explode. <laughs> right in front of her? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is... I'm remembering this now. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think this was as solid as the other episodes in season 12. Definitely not Orphan 55. Oh, well, what God, is? So Praxeus is the disease, or is this, is this biological disease, correct? Yes, that goes into plastic. I believe. So. Right. I just, I think I like this episode a lot better. I thought the, the deaths were, were stunning. Except I thought for the, the special effects on the, like the arm, the actual, Oh, that was cool. Emerging on the bodies was amazing. I mean, this wasn't a bad episode. I just don't no. think it was a great episode. I thought it was really pretty good. I thought though. it was a fine episode. I thought it was a good episode. So you had the, uh, I thought I liked the character to play between the, the astronaut and his, uh, husband or boyfriend or I don't know which one, but, uh, one thought they were divorced and one thought they were still married. Now that was, that was a great moment was, right there. That was pretty funny. I feel like they also, they forget, don't they forget about a character. Remember the character who was watching the birds on the beach and the birds just come for him. We never see him again. Like, they don't even mention him while they escape. It's like the writers just forgot about the character. And judging from your face, you also forgot about the character. Well, no, I just presumed that he was attacked and dead, you know, yeah, from the like birds. The fact that they don't even ask about it. As they, they don't know he's dead. They just go. I don't know, man. I feel like you watched the wrong video on this and just all full of negative nitpicky things, and that's what you're bringing up. But I, I mean, I can't disagree with anything you're saying. But I, I, I can like, just say it didn't bother me at the time. Also, I found, yeah, I was... I was I like that they're giving Yaz more to do in this episode. I felt that, like, it also felt kind of uncharacteristic. She's like, ah, let's go through this teleporter. Like, I'm going to go get this device, go back to this dangerous area where people were just shooting at us. And the doctor's like, okay, go do that, Yaz. Try not to die. And then goes, and then he's like, oh, there's a teleporter. Boom, teleporter. I'm not even going to grab the device I came here to get. Boom, teleporter. Now I'm in here. I could have just died. There's the thing. It exploded. Now I'm here. <laughs> I'm giving you you. You're going to have a lot of time editing this. <laughs> oh, I'm not editing any of this. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, I did give Yaz more... Um, more more agency definitely uh to do that and i do like we're learning about her character i i thought it was a good episode um i did like the doctor the not the doctor <laughs> but the the a doctor that was actually like they're they're using the planet as a petri dish i thought that concept was pretty cool yeah that was i think cool. they rushed the ending a little bit like i feel like they like were confronting a a doctor um, and then like three minutes later, the episode was like almost over. Right. Like, I, they, I, they had I see that. solved the problem. Now, did you see it coming with the, the fact that the person on the beach running the lab was an alien? Oh, no, no. I, I didn't either. I did that not. was a nice surprise reveal. I liked how she figured it out. That was good. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I like this episode. I, did this, was there any continuing arc in this or no? I can't remember. There any hints about a timeless child or anything like that? No, they okay. So definitely just a got kind of a standalone episode. Yes, another co-written one with Chris Jibnall. So I was expecting something big and surprising to happen, but it did not happen. Yeah, I think you're you're reading way too much into the 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 co-writing credits. I think. Not okay. yeah, but 
but it's a good way to look for clues about what an episode is going to be like than any other, I suppose. Uh, all right. So we both, so I like this a lot more than you did. Um, but you liked it. Okay. Yes. All right. What's the uh, third episode? Third episode is Can You Hear Me? Which is a weird episode, seeming that I don't think the Can You Hear Me part had very little to do with the episode. Right. Uh, remind me of this episode, because clearly this episode I'm not remembering. Finger Guy. Oh, Finger Guy was cool. Oh, yeah, this the, was a creepy I, I episode. This I like this. Yes. Um, again, we're giving, in this season, I feel like we're giving, we're going, especially in this episode, a lot more into our companions. Like Ryan, we get to see the relationship between Ryan and his friend. We get to see some, like, Graham's fears about cancer. And Graham, I feel like, has always been the character we have known the most about, especially with his wife's death. And I hope I have another theory. I don't know why I'm mentioning all these theories I'm not going to talk about. Um, about how, like, how these companions would leave if they do leave this season. And it's more so how Graham would leave. Yeah, I thought we were going to get a... Do uh, you want to tell us about that theory or not? No. I thought we were going to get a standalone kind of just doctor by herself episode because we go back to Sheffield where all these companions are from. They all go to their home bases, basically. And something happens to the doctor and the doctor, you know, like goes off and acts. So I thought we were like... we were. I thought that's the game we were playing, but but we weren't. But these strange things were really cool, that what was happening. Like, it was a cool concept. Yeah, the guy with the fingers was really creepy. And he I, was so creepy. I like that concept of the immortals. I do, too. And I love the fact that he used his knowledge of what the doctor would do to set the doctor up. So the doctor thinks that she's freeing this prisoner when actually she's doing exactly what the man with the fingers wanted her to do. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I dug the fingers. I dug the stealing of the dreams. We get to know. It was a cool way to get to know the companions because we get to see their worst fears, basically. Yes. And that's a good way to know somebody. It was just me or in Ryan's fear. It was the Orphan 55 creatures. It looked like it the friend me. being like, and those are scary. the world's on fire and you didn't come. And that's that, that was scary. Graham with the cancer was scary. You didn't save me. It was scary. We that's got to know so the most. Scary. We got some more stuff with Yaz which is interesting. They're scary and they're all emotionally uh, just impactful too. It's not just, it wasn't just fear or chills. It was like, oh, the devastation. Uh, like of You're all alone. Yeah, was, there's no one here. <sighs> That's so good, right? Yes. And, but one thing I will also say is the doctor learned how to use the force in this episode with the sonic screwdriver like going now that out of the pocket. did bother you when you saw it. It, it bothered not, me and, and I brought it up. Me. I was just bringing it up. It didn't bother me. If you're bringing it up it like the doctor learned how to use the force, it clearly, like you're bringing it up not as, you're making fun of it. You're bringing it up in a negative way. So it bothered you now, right? It doesn't it bother me. me. I was just trying to make a joke about it. Well, yeah, all right. <laughs> maybe I thought it was maybe a stretch, but not completely impossible that she would have been able to move in a way that gets the sonic screwdriver into her hand. It looked pretty forcey to me. <laughs> oh, that's a legitimate uh, critique, I think. Um, but anyways. Uh, but yeah, overall, this, ep- this, episode was, this episode was really good. This fears that 
speech but calling humans weak yeah i thought that was i thought that was good their villain what did you think that of- really cool quote where like the mom was comforting the child in the bed it's like there is no boogeyman and then like closes the door and he appears and like that's not true and mm-hmm. the fingers attacked the kid. That was creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. That was cool. I like the whole Aleppo scenes where, like, you know, she's like, I I thought they created tension really well. She's like, I told y'all to lock the, like, you know, to do all the, lock the doors and do these things. And they're just like, oh, it's just in your head. You know, these so creatures are just it was in your head. from her head. Correct. But. However, it was in her head and could kill you or <laughs> can could steal you away, uh, which they kind of did, right? Yes. Um, I think we both have problems with the climax of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. I feel like a lot of it's... And I feel like this has been a recurring thing, I think more so in this episode than others, of the Doctor just yelling exposition as we beat the enemy. Yeah. And what... And what? this is one of the things I'm trying to... I mean, no, and one thing that annoyed me is also we see the Aleppo girl take control of the beast that was from her mind. Like, I wish we saw the kind of struggle to overcome that instead of just saying, and she overcame it. Right, and now she can, exactly, ex- you're exactly right. So we and don't also, see the struggle. We don't see her learning how to tame her fear. We don't, we just see one second she can't do it and the, you know, another scene later she totally can. And that was a big uh, shift. Now, I'm wondering in other episodes with previous doctors, previous showrunners, like, is this whole exposition solving the problem thing, is this new or is this something we've seen in the past? Yeah, or are we just, or are we just better ignoring done? it? Yeah, is it just because it's not as well done that it bothers us now? I think with me, I feel like we have to rewatch those episodes because it's ugly me since I watched those old ones. It was kind of Russell Good, Russell T. Davies episodes. Then now I feel like I kind of worship in my mind this is what a Doctor Who episode should be. Yeah. It's got me worried, like, are those good or is just my mind distorting? The I'm kind of wondering the same thing. I feel like we need to watch, like, a few, maybe pick one or two good uh, episodes and one or two bad episodes. I thought, I thought, I'm not, not, um, Vashon Narada episode because I've watched that recently and that's definitely a good episode. Those yeah, definitely, that's, that's definitely great. So, so maybe the empty child and the doctor dances. Yeah, may well, I mean, that's part of the same episodes. I mean, the, the two parters. So I, I don't, I would, no, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be helpful. Um, but, anyways. Just because it's a two-parter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so that's what I'm wondering. So I don't know. I I've, I I didn't notice it so much before, but now that I think about it. Now I think, oh, maybe that makes sense. Maybe they all do this, and we just we're noticing, and it's bothering us because the whole episodes aren't quite as good. But I thought this was really, 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 really good episode until right up until the end. Again, it's just like, well, and you and you mean the climax, not the end end, because we I think we both like the end end. Yeah, I mean the climax. What remind me of the end end? Ending, we got Yaz talking to that police officer. We get to see what exactly oh, happened yeah. in her kind of nightmare vision. Yeah, and it's still not completely clear, but we know. I mean, we know enough to well, know she was going to run away and probably commit suicide, but definitely yeah. run away. And then the officer talks about doing. She goes back to the office. That was really cool. That was a great moment. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. All right, so that's that's three episodes of Doctor Who, a and, little disjointed. And Yaz also talking with Ryan, and 
looks like they may be setting up the companions leaving. Fingers crossed. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I'm, if they they're doing it better though, so I don't, I don't. I'm no longer rooting for them all to leave. I'm just rooting for them all to be as good as what they have been this season. This season, this series is so much better than last series. Oh my god, so much. Leaves so I, uh, maybe good things will happen, or maybe they are setting up for depart. I don't know, but I'm liking all the companions more than I used to. Maybe because you know, just I, we're can getting I to know them. Can't say my theory about how Graham will leave. Yeah, if he does. He said this line, and I think they emphasized it, stuck in the past. So I think he'll actually get stuck in the past in the events of the episode, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. It's the first Jodie Whittaker episode, and he's going to get to spend his in the final moments with his wife, who's dying. And he's going to be there for her. Mm, that'd be a pretty emotionally satisfying ending. Yeah. For his run, that'd be cool. No, I would. I would hate to see him go, but I like that. I like. I like that idea. Yeah. All right. So we will try to be a little more uh, disciplined and are with our time, and do these um, not so far apart. And then also, and we'll try to be a little more streamlined with our with our recaps as well. Yeah. But they'll, <laughs> they'll be they'll be better than this one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Exactly. And she did this, and she did this, and then she did this, and this. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Anything else we want to add, Hank Owl? I'm, I think I'm good. All right. Until we meet again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Sersier and Antoine Blanc. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com.